One more time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 122 of the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. And I'm Justin Burke Sampson. Bonjour, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour, like y'all. Um, sorry, we're late. We were. <laughs> <laughs> we got in a big fight about it. It's fine. We'll deal with it later. It's Jason's fault. I want you to know. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing no, it's okay. and I might leave him over it. I'm always early. Well, t- that's the way you should be. You if should you're be, early, you're on time. Suck. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're unacceptable. That's what my grandpa used to say. It's unacceptable. Yeah. And we like have really been trying hard. And, uh, <laughs> Every once in a while, I was like, I wanted, it's all because of this cannon barrel. So have you ever had this soda before? Oh my no. God. So you're this is great. Admit it. Um, admit it's, why. it's these people out of Charleston that used to make, uh, like they didn't have good mitts ins for their bar. So they created this soda. Hmm. This is not you a good reason it. to be late. I mean, I like the logo. <laughs> it's yeah. a cute logo. Exactly. It's like, is it a mouse? Is it a rat? Yeah. Okay. So it's let's questionable. <laughs> enough it's about like a deviant Mickey Mouse. Right. Yeah. Well, we're so excited. Enough to have about you. me. Yeah. I've been thanks. wanting to have you for a while. Oh, gosh. The courage to ask. <laughs> oh gosh, please. I'm super excited. Well, so, we're big fans of Bonjour Y'all. Thank you. But let's start. Let's go back in time. Okay. Oh goodness. Um. So how far back? Let's talk about when your grandparents were born. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, all right. So how'd you how'd you get to Charlotte? Um, Area by a car. No, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't walk. <laughs> um, it was actually in June. It'll be five years when I moved down here from uh, Boston. Oh, so um, do you know uh, the bakery up there? Flour. Yes, Joanne, Joanne Chang. Chang. I was like having a blank. Okay, she's yeah. my girl. Amazing. Like, she's actually my like the whole reason. I'm a pastry chef now. Really? Yeah. Do you know, have you met her? Well, yes, I've met her. I don't think she remembers me. And it's funny because I used to work at a sports store in college, um, City Sports, which is now bankrupt and dead, but <laughs> RIP. Um, but she came in um, one day and oh. like frantic. She was like, I need new running outfits. And I was the retail manager. And I was like, yes. I was like, I've got this. And of course I'm like shaking inside, but I'm like, play it cool. Yeah, no big deal. Um, and then she, I was like, is this Joanne Chang? I don't know. Like, I don't want to just like assume. And so yeah. when I checked her out, I like looked at the car and I was like, oh, oh my God, it's Joanne Chang. But um, yeah, she's the whole reason because she went to Harvard and was going to become this like mathematician and do all this kind of stuff. And on the side, she was making cookies for her like dorm mates. And I was in a whole different field. I was basically an apprentice or like in the program to start working for the UN. And I was in grad school. Um, and I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I just quit everything and walked into a restaurant and said, I want to be a pastry chef. I started from the bottom, worked my way up. Which restaurant was that? Um, so I worked at the salty pig and I was Mm -hmm. a host slash like dishwasher. Um, but I was in the restaurant scene. I lived, I lived in this really cool brownstone right above B and G oysters, butcher shop and stir, which were three of, which are three are, um, Barbara Lynch's restaurants. Um, and I happened to meet two of the chefs for stir, Kristen Kish, who won top chef and then Stephanie Smar who was like her best friend and went on the show the next season. Oh, wow. um, and they kind of took me under their wing and they knew I wanted to do this. And I was super, te- oh my God, if you would have seen my knife skills and like me working at KitchenAid in a restaurant five years ago, <laughs> it would have been People so. People were probably scared you were going to lose a finger or something. Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> I just want to do this because it's fun. Um, <laughs> but you know, they like helped me change my mindset of this is, this is work, this is passion, this is driven by integrity and, you know, discipline and, they also made it fun and didn't make it terrifying, which, you know, it's everything's terrifying. glamorized by like TV and yeah, especially like now, like around that time you were starting too with like yeah, yeah like it's and Kristen just came chef. off of Top Chef, top chef and yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, but yeah, they they calmed me down, gave me that courage, and here I am now. But yeah, my um, then husband and I we wanted to have a family. And so we couldn't afford it in living in Boston. Yeah. It's <laughs> Especially like, when I quit my job. It's the most expensive place. It's terrible. <laughs> I was paying twenty seven fifty a month for a really shitty brownstone with like $27 no, and 50 cents. I wish. That's a good deal. <laughs> um, I wish, um, like no dishwasher, no elevator, oh no washer and dryer in unit or in the building. 
Um, yep, I would, in Boston, I was also like, well, I walked down this giant hill to go to a laundromat. It's like so depressing. It's always it's, cold. Yeah. So expensive. And then they started closing laundromats around my apartment. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why? Like, I literally would have to get in a car and drive out to like Watertown to do this. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, so too much. Too much. So David and I decided to move down here. His parents were living down here and my mom's originally from Charlotte. So like I grew up with like Southern influence, but I never made it down here. Um, and I'm not from Boston originally. I'm from California. Okay. Um, a really shitty town, but I love it. Not LA. <laughs> no, you know the movie Aaron Brockovich? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's my hometown, Barstow. Is everyone okay? I mean, yeah. relatively, <laughs> Do I they think. they have tails? <laughs> you know, I mean, Aaron Brockovich got in there. Yeah, they're, they're thriving, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so um, where are your parents now then? Um... All my family still lives back there. They're all in California. And my, even my brothers and everything. I don't know why. So when you came down here, you didn't, your mom was from here, but you didn't know anybody. I didn't know anyone. I mean, my mom's mom and like sister, I guess my grandma and my aunt, that's probably easier way of saying it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They live out in like Kannapolis, China Grove area. So I had family, but it wasn't like, it wasn't tight. Like my mom or like my siblings. Um, Yeah. Five years ago. And what'd you, where'd you start down here? So the plan was originally for us to live with David's parents. They live at the top of the lake in um, like Mooresville, Catawba. Um, The idea was to live with them and save some money and then move to Raleigh. So I got a job immediately when I got here in Raleigh. And so I was making that commute for a month back and forth. Every Um, day? Every day. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, and wow. then it just got, it just got, re- it was, I think I was just like, <laughs> like you must have been like time. crying in the car. <laughs> um, I had a lot of McDonald's. I was like, it's the only thing open. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cause I'd get so early there. and then I'd get home so late. Yeah. Okay. What's uh, your McDonald's order? <laughs> oh, so it's number one, Big Mac, no cheese. Cause I am allergic to dairy. Um, I don't like cheese. You're allergic to dairy and I'm and a pastry chef. Oh, Isn't Jesus. that like. Christ. And it's easy. It's, terrible. To, it's like so many good, like, you know, like coconut milk and like there's lots of good. Yeah. Dairy and, but like I, things. I power through it. I'm like, eh, I have to taste stuff. I have to make sure it tastes good. Yeah. Still taste. um, butter though. Are you butter's okay? Yeah. So it's the protein. This yeah. Is, this is getting into like my medical history. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's the protein the that I'm allergic to in which I just found out that they've used the protein from dairy to make a preservative. So for a long time until like the past six months, I was still kind of getting sick. Oh and then gosh. I don't know, I went down a rabbit hole on like the internet and I was like, Oh, this is why when I eat like crackers, there's a preservative in it that make me sick. So I found that out when I ate a Krispy Kreme donut for the first time ever six months ago. First time ever. Was it worth it? Was it worth getting sick? I mean, it tasted <laughs> delicious, but yeah. I was dying. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> um, so just a little bit of tastings. That sounds pretty extreme. Yeah. So just a little bit. Um, but yeah. So you were at a restaurant in Raleigh? Yeah. Okay. Standard food with okay. Scott Crawford when it first opened. Okay. I was in the opening team. Wow. Yeah. So, so and then you were looking that whole time to for somewhere in we Charlotte? We were gonna no. You were gonna move. We were gonna live in Raleigh, Raleigh. And then I remember and David at that time didn't have a job here. He was still doing all of his consulting work. So he was traveling to like New York, Boston, LA. Um, and then he came home and I was like, I can't I can't do this anymore. I'm like cracked out. I don't know my name. I've lost yeah. a lot of weight. Like this is stupid. <laughs> I'm never going to meet friends. Not. So we recalibrated. Then it was like, well, we're going to live in Asheville. And it was really cute because his mom was like, I think you guys would love Asheville. And we'd never been. And so we <laughs> went up to visit. And I'm like, why does your mom think we're going to be like mountain folks? <laughs> and like we get up there and I'm like, oh, all the gays live up here. <laughs> like this is what, what your mom meant. was doing. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, that's sweet. But it's, so, but it's hard there because there's not, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and we just caught back from all the snow. Like, and yeah, on that too. And that last year we lived in Boston was like 100 plus feet of snow. And I was like, I'm done. Like, shut down. I need some sun. Because yeah. I'm from the desert originally. I'm like, mm, I need heat. Um, so then we started exploring Charlotte and then actually went to Davidson Farmer's Market. It's full circle of my life. Um, and we were walking around and it was July of 2015 and um we walked on main street and i was like oh look at this cute little restaurant it's like something we would see in the city let's have lunch and we had lunch at kindred oh so it was already open it was already open it had just been open for like maybe four months 
five months and um, we ate lunch and I was like, this place is cute. So then I did some research on them and I emailed Katie and I was like, Hey, I just moved down here. I would really, I want to open up a bakery, a restaurant. Um, I think in Davidson's like it fits There's a college. It just kind of fits my myself. And that's kind of how the relationship started with Katie and Joe. It was just a simple email saying, can I pick your brains about opening up a, a restaurant in a small town come from big cities? And then they offered me a job. So were you the head pastry chef? So I started out as the assistant manager. Okay. So I started out, they didn't have, they already had a pastry cook. Um, and I needed to take a break from pastry because I just did a year long pop-up tour with Stephanie where we were doing like donuts and pop tarts and Stephanie Samar. Sorry. Um, that one of the people that I met when I worked, when the I lived one who won top show. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. I gotcha. Um, and so she had left her job. She wanted to break from savory and she knew that I was trying to earn some side cash to save money for surrogacy. Um, cause I was running an online bakery, um, just to like encourage people to help Dave and I earn money to have Jasper. Um, and she's like, why don't you just do this with me? Some quick cash, no problem. So the first pop-up we did, she made like 250 donuts. I made 125 like pop tarts and in 32 minutes we sold out. Wow. And then the people like the press were like, when is the next one? I'm like, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I was like tomorrow. And Stephanie people was like, Stephanie looked at me. She was like, Are you fucking kidding. And I was like tomorrow. <laughs> and then it was just every weekend and I was still working my full-time job and, um, it was every, so you were traveling to different cities. So I worked in over 125 different kitchens in one year and wow. Every, every Saturday and Sunday we were doing pop-ups around the city and then we took the, the, like we hit the road. Um, the city meaning Boston. Yeah. Um, and then we hit the road and went from LA and made our way back to Boston over the summer. Um, but it was like cult zombies that were like, we want donuts, we want pop tarts. And if we sold out, they got really mad. Yeah. So, I, I want one right now, <laughs> you know, so it kind of helps me when at the bakery when I sell out and I'm like, sorry. And they're like hate mail. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> not a factory. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's just how good they are. That's yeah. So. So what'd you do? So you were the assistant manager at Kindred. Oh yeah. So I was assistant manager at Kindred. They didn't have a position for me in pastry and I wanted to take a break because I was like, I am like spent on this. And I kind of wanted to figure out my identity as a pastry cook chef. Um, but I knew that I wanted to learn all aspects of running a restaurant in this industry. So when they offered me assistant manager position, I was like, this is great. I'm going to learn for a house more. I, you know, I was the host at Salty Pig. This is going to be super. Um, and then I moved up to service manager. And so I kind of took, um, cause Katie had gray. They had, she had, they had, she had their, um, third child. So she left the restaurant and it was Blake, Blake, who was the GM at the time, our job to run the restaurant. And so I took Katie's knowledge of hospitality and service and Blake and I just, like dove in and it was just like a crash course of restaurant. Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. It's okay. Well, this That's, is, this I see is trying to like Siri, help me out this here. Is a good opportunity for me to tell Jason you're breathing so heavily into the mic mouth breathing. So oh God. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe people. That's what Siri was talking <laughs> I'm sorry, about. People. He's like, <sighs> he's like, the story is amazing. <laughs> yeah. He said pop tarts and he like, um, <laughs> so just, you know, chill out on that. Thanks. <laughs> thanks Siri for the reminder. <laughs> Um, so yeah. And then I was a service manager and then it was like a year and a half in is when they were on the process of opening up Hello Sailor and it was just time for me to move up. Um, and they offered me the, the executive pastry chef position for the restaurant group. So when they opened at Hello yeah. Sailor, that was you. So there were like, we did special events and we would do like these random dessert ideas and they would kind of like start peppering me in. Um, and we, I have a, you know, Joe looked at me for a lot of organization of running offsite events of taking the kitchen and how plates were going to go out and keeping service and hospitality, you know, like dialed in and like not skipping a beat. And so they really pushed me to use all skills that I had and bring it into one. And that's the good thing about them is they don't silo you. Your job title doesn't silo you in that restaurant group. You could like, be a host, but all of a sudden you're behind the bar or they really want to like build everyone's skills and strengths. So 
that's kind of how it happened. And then it just took off. How much of your time was making milk bread or were you, was that your task? <laughs> so much milk <laughs> <you>? bread. Yeah. <laughs> so much milk bread. Cause um, that was already happening. Like so that was already opened? happening. They okay. already made the milk bread. They were doing it and they had the milk bread cinnamon rolls. Oh. Um, right. My heart. <laughs> I know. Um, and then it was just kind of like, I kept seeing this, like you would have a few loaves left over after Saturday service. And I'm like, well, this is kind of silly for us to like toss it or eat it. Um, eat more of it. <laughs> so we kept like, I would make a little bit more and then we would have enough for the milk bread pudding. Yes. Um, so which for a while was a secret menu item. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. it started out that way. Yeah. For a while it was like a secret menu item and now it's on there. Yes. Um, so good. But, um, thank you. Um, but yeah, so lots of milk bread. So I had, um, my day would start out at Kindred in the morning. I would make an obscene amount of milk bread plus all the desserts. And then at around two o'clock, I would go over to Sailor and check out, cause I had a pastry team at Sailor. Um, so I would check on them and then do recipe development, check in with back of house, check in with front of house, check in with Joe and Katie. A lot of work. A lot happening. A lot of work. And it was fun. I loved it. Like I, I was hungry for it. I never complained. I was like, give me more. It was give where me you more. wanted to be in that moment. I'll never yeah. forget when we were in a manager's meeting and I looked at Joe and I was like, I want to learn Expo at Kindred, which <laughs> sounds crazy. <laughs> if you've ever seen Expo at Kindred, if you've ever sitting at like chef's table and seen it, it's insane. Um, Cause we do a whole different system where instead of the tickets coming out and like the station just making it, Expo gets the tickets and then calls it out in groups. It's called a pick system. Oh, wow. So it's like 17 radishes, 14 chicken. Like that's an extreme, but so it's all coming out at once instead of randomly. Um, I loved it. It seems stressful. I was stressful. like, oh, my OCD. <laughs> so, I was like, yes, I will bring organize it. this. <laughs> I was like, I love it. I was like, there's going to be so many plates that are going to be beautiful. They're going to go at the same time and yes. there's going to be order. Yeah. Like all orchestrated. Perfectly. And that just kind of. I knew I was like, this is, this is my jam. This is what I want to do. I made the right decision. Were you responsible for the horchata pie? I knew you were going to bring that up at yes. Hello Sailor. Yeah. I that love was that. huge for us. <laughs> I drove, so I drove there like just for it like three times. Really? Yeah. yeah. So good. It was awesome. So I had an amazing pastry assistant, Becca, who, um, like I was like, I have this crazy idea, horchata pie. And she was like, I got you. And we just worked <laughs> on it together and, Perfected it. I think yeah. it was good. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah. So. You should make that for me. <laughs> me? No, no, me. I should make I'll it for you? I'll pay for it. No, no, no. He should no, make no, it for no, you? Justin. Okay. You're looking at he me. He doesn't have enough stuff. The people don't know that. Yeah. Well, we, we, they do now. <laughs> <laughs> I just good feel like point. Justin doesn't have enough stuff to do and he yeah. could just like, you know. One more thing. So I want to, let's take a little detour here and okay. talk about the surrogacy. Um, yeah. So it, like when so did this happen and how much money do you need for that? Yeah. I'm like a walking spokesperson for surrogacy. Yeah, I'm so, um, curious. so when David and I decided that we wanted to do it, that was seven years ago. Um, and we had to save money for it. Average cost for surrogacy. So there's different aspects of it. For average cost for um, male same-sex couple mm -hmm. is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What? Yeah, that gave me chills. Um, That's so way more than I. Well, well, why can't you just ask a, a friend? Did that was that something that? that so you we could have done that, but there's you have all to these. Know someone, you have to know all. someone, but there's also the aspect of like, do, do we want to blur the lines of the relationship? Um, I know for a fact that I don't think I could have kept myself away from not stepping over into that like instinct of parenting. Yes. Um, and also you never know in that if you do that, if the person could, you know, change their mind, yeah. if you don't have like the law involved exactly. in the proper way. So we found a surrogacy agency and they took care of everything. So they have lawyers, they, they yes. have practitioners, medical folks, and they help you navigate the system and find the right person, um, help you with fertility, everything. Um, they also take <laughs> they take all your money and they <laughs> distribute it out to who needs to get paid. Like you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to write checks to every single no, person. No, you just write one yeah. very big <laughs> was it Southern? Was it Southern surrogacy? No. So our surrogacy agency was in um, Minnesota. Our oh. fertility clinic was in San Diego and our surrogate lived in Memphis. That's crazy. Wow. 
Now, yeah. did you guys, is, is the baby biological, is Jasper biologically yours or? So we, um, yes. So we have an anonymous egg donor mm -hmm. and we had, um, we, I don't know what the right word is made embryos mm -hmm. and you jizzed into a can basically yeah. <laughs> which we can talk about that in a minute because it was one of the How most awkward. awkward things it's like very yeah. sterile like yeah. clinical so like, detour on that i thought it would be this like glamorous thing like you're making a baby like it's here's like here's a thing and like literally this they're fertility like, clinic like, opened up a door and they sent you in a bathroom. <laughs> a bathroom? And I'm like, I'm in a bathroom? You think they'd give you like at least like a couch? I'm like, am I a high school student again? Like, <laughs> yeah. what is happening here? <laughs> like, this is so... And they provide you, materials or do you have to just use your imagination? No <laughs> material that was of any interest to me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. uh, Wait, where? I, I'm intrigued by this. What, what did they have in this bathroom for you? So, Describe okay. it. Okay, so... <laughs> I love that we're talking about this. This is like the best. Um, you walk into this bathroom and the like the nurse, she walked in with me and I was like, oh, please tell I'm me. Good. I was like, please tell me you're leaving because this is not going to work out. Yeah. Um, and she was like, all right, like here's the, the cup that you put the sample in. You're going to put it in this like metal window when you're done. Um, she's like, you know, Good luck. <laughs> and it's like she starts to walk out the door and she's like, oh, and just make sure you lock the door. That's a really awkward encounter when that happens. And I'm like, who the hell doesn't lock the door? And also, why are people opening it? They know what's right. happening behind that And door. then she's like, oh, and if you need anything, there's um, material underneath the sink. And it wasn't even like a cabinet. It was it was like a cloth, like skirt around curtains. the. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay. Classic. And curiosity. I'm like, I don't need anything. But curiosity <laughs> I got, got, this. got the best of me. And I'm like, oh, I mean, let's see. There's no gay porn in there. It's at all, all jugs, right? It's like like, I'm, like, I'm like, do they not know their clientele? Like, right. Mo like probably like, yeah, good. Majority, bit of the people, majority are gay yeah. men. Yeah. I'm like, mm. was it like old magazines too? I picture them being very dated, <laughs> like 80s. Well, then I'm like, I don't know if I want to touch them. Like, oh, I don't gosh, know. yes. <laughs> that like point. very distinct <laughs> crackling of paper. I'm just like, very mm. stiff paper. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> and I went first. Um, and and I was like, I just got to gotta power through, power through. <laughs> and it was weird because when I went to put the sample into the little metal container window thingy, I said goodbye to them. <laughs> I was like, all right, guys. like, See you on the other side. <laughs> good luck. See you in a few years. Make me proud. I don't know. Um, but I remember when I was done, I, I came out of the bathroom and David was like, that was so fast. What happened? And I'm like, you don't want to be in there very long. Like, just you just got to get it. Got to yeah. go. Um, he's going to kill me. David, <laughs> David took forever. He's and having I'm, an existential yeah, crisis in there. I'm like knocking on the door and I'm like, you can do it. <laughs> um, also, they offered for us to be in there together. And I'm like, I, that was going to be my next question. She was like, do you want to be in the room together? I'm like, no, yeah, like, it's like a medical thing. Like, I'm like this not, is like, weird. Yeah, it's just um, weird. but at that point, this was like our fourth time having yeah. to do this because you have to do fertility testing. Oh, um, the first time we were in Winston Salem because we had such a hard time finding someone to do fertility testing here, and the doctors were like, "Well, we understand your situation." I'm like, "What's my situation?" Like, it's the same thing as I just want to know if like, it. yeah, my boys are good, right? Which. <laughs> <laughs> Mine came back kind of challenged, but that's fine. But uh, it still ha works. It still so worked. I go. was having a breakdown and my nurse at the fr in San Diego, she's like, we just need one. And I'm like, but they're mutated. I blame the water from Barstow yes, for that one. Yes. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Aaron Brockovich could get involved. I know. I'm like, I should write her an email. Um, but yeah, the first one, it was in this weird doctor's office in Winston-Salem. And I can hear kids crying on the other oh side. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like... <laughs> And also, that's what you want as a kid. And you're like, and they're like, yeah, probably like second. Guessing. So surrogacy is <laughs> awesome. The process super kind of fucked up. But yeah, yeah, it sounds um, insane. Also, it's weird. You couldn't just get for like, were they saying like, why wouldn't they just give you for? Wait, I have a question here? for Vaughn. What's your ideal music if you were to? Well, it doesn't really work that way for women. I, for music? Yeah. Like you <laughs> masturbate and Ed's come out. What music would you like? <laughs> I think I would just like like a. Because kids trying sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> probably like the housewives like something on bravo you know yeah just like <laughs> a reality show so reality not like show. music you want like just drama I'd like some background noise you just reality drama. show drama yeah i want someone like women screaming like nene leaks like freaking out on <laughs> yeah. someone yeah that could get me there <laughs> yeah you know apparently screaming children yeah you're like it's fine i was hated. it worked yeah <laughs> um <laughs> angling for a baby so yeah so <laughs> we did that and then you know, you're on this like list when you sign up to do surrogacy. So we started at 32 and then they, at the end of each month, they tell you where you are on the list. Once you get closer to one, like the top five, when you're in the top five, you start seeing profiles Ooh. of possible surrogates. Um, is that like a one pager or how? <laughs> so they, they try to, they try to vet off of what you're looking for. And there were a few where I'm like, mm, why are you Did, doing you make this? It past my I'm like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know about this. I don't yeah. know because this is a relationship. And we, we decided that we don't want the surrogate to just deliver our baby and be like, high five. Okay. Good job. It was like, we want a relationship and we want Jasper to know who the surrogate is and understand like his journey into our family. And he's going to ask. Yeah. yeah. That's really smart. Um, so we were super, super, super fortunate to find um, Mandy and Matt and their family and like, she is a god in my opinion like she's just the best she had done surrogacy before for a norwegian com uh, company, not a company. <laughs> just over couple. and over again oh <laughs> uh, yeah a couple and she had twins for them um wow. and she has two of her own and where does she live in memphis okay and um that's where jasper was born okay and i lived in memphis for a month because we had to do some legal things there um but yeah so it was I don't know. That's Mandy's awesome. Wild. We were there for the delivery. Like we had an emergency C-section. So I was in the room because you have to like plan all these things too. Like if there's a C-section, who will go into the room? And I got voted in. Oh, it can only be one of you? It can only be one. And we had made a decision it would be me because I do better with stress stress situations. and gore basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah jason Blood. would not he's already said like that would make him pass out so, um, <laughs> so i was there and like being there in that like jasper and i like there's like a crazy tight connection because i'm like that i was bond. there and like yeah it's insane um did you have to drive up to memphis like on a did you know like for the emergency c-section you have to rush there <laughs> so mandy called well it's it's like that he had to fly so mandy called on um December 4th and she was like, Hey guys. And Jasper's due date was supposed to be December 25th. Oh, so he's supposed to be a Christmas baby. So she calls and she's like, Hey, and I'm at kindred. Um, and she's like, yeah, so, um, I'm being induced tomorrow. So you guys got to get here. <laughs> and I just like, okay. And I like hung up and I walked in, it was right before lunch service. And at that time I had stepped down from management role and I was just kind of hanging out um, helping with transition cause I was gonna, um, I was going on leave of absence. Right, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> I just walked in and they were like, is everything going? I'm like, I gotta go. I'm having a baby. And I just left. Like I just like parenting blacked out. I was like, gotta go. And I got in the car. I went and picked up David. <laughs> David was like, we need to get the car washed. And I'm like, why are we getting the car washed right now? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is just you processing this extreme emotional roller coaster that we're about to endure. Like, what can I control? Having yeah. a clean car when the and baby so, comes in. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to pack everything up. And so knowing that we had to be in Memphis for a month, um, but we weren't packed yet because I thought we still had three weeks. Right. Um, and so, yeah, he went and got the car washed. I came back and I was like, here's everything that's got to go in the car. And we just hit the road. So you did drive. We did Because that's drive. like a 15-hour drive. Yeah. It Is was it? insane. It was insane. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's, it's on the way other yeah. side of Tennessee. It's okay. long. Right. It's real long. And the whole time on that, on that drive, I can't imagine the things that are going through your like, head. I'm dry heaving. I want to throw yeah. up. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I'm like excited and scared. <laughs> like I didn't know what to do. And David, you know, was the same. Um, and then we get there and... Next day, December 5th, Jasper was born. And Jasper's 14 months, you were yeah. saying. Yeah. Is it the is most it, is magical Is he named after thing? Jasper Johns? No. So Jasper, so my family, so Jasper is Jasper Woods, Samson. And so they're all family names. Jasper comes from my side of the family. My, um, on the Burke side, um, they're one of the founding families of Jasper County in Texas. Oh, and wow. then um, Woods is uh, a family name on David's side, but also for us to afford 
um, surrogacy. Um, Samson's have a place called Samson Hill, which is a big forest, and they do um, sustainable like lumber from it. Um, and so essentially we cut down a bunch of trees. And so it, normally the, the name in the family is Wood, but we added the S because of the plot of land too. That's so cool. Jasper Woods. And it fits him perfectly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So He's, is he walking? <laughs> walking, running, climbing. Okay. He started walking when he was 10 months. Oh, wow. Um, he's gifted. He's, he's tall too. So he's like able to like open up doors he can reach every everything. day. I'm just like, Oh, Hey, okay, we're doing that now. He <laughs> yeah. can, like, he can, he can get himself off the couch easily too. So, so sell me on it. How great is it? <laughs> oh, it's the coolest thing ever. Um, I'm not, I don't cry on a whim. Like I'm not, I'm pretty in control of my emotions. Um, when Jasper was delivered, and they handed him to me. <laughs> I'm all like scrubbed up and everything. And Matt, uh, Mandy's husband was in there taking photos. And he was like, this was the funniest thing ever. Cause they hand you Jasper. And I went, uh Oh, and I just started crying, like oh. bawling. Um, I've been getting emotional now. I'm thinking about it. Like, I love that kid. Like and it was just this immediate it's, feeling. And of- I never thought I really wanted to have kids. I don't know. I just, I just was a, ve- I'm a very independent, I'm so much older of my siblings um, that I grew up by myself for the most part. So I'm pretty cool on my own. Um, But yeah, this life changing. Like I will cut a bitch if someone comes after my kid. Yes. Like you have that protective, (laughs) like you could lift a car off of. (laughs) Yeah. Like it. And yeah. And I'm not, I'm such a chill parent too. Yeah. Like I let Jasper explore and understand what, a good decision and a bad decision is and what what's dangerous what's not and you know we we just chat about it him and i have like buddy time i feel like that's got to be one of the coolest parts like getting to, to decide you know like how you want to like you know like what how you want to teach them and yeah. how you want to help them see the world well, what's like interesting, keep it open yeah obviously. and what's interesting too is like like i said so we have i don't even know if i really answered so we had 10 embryos five were david and five were mine oh yeah but right. we had shared egg so they're all related Okay. Um, like we know, we know who is the biological parent for Jasper, we, uh, which yeah. is David. Yeah. And, um, but Jasper will do things. I'm like, that is such a me thing. I'm yes. like, that is such a me thing. Yes. And it just, it, to me, I'm like, wow, it really is like environmental. And they, they just like, they take on who their parents are. Absolutely. Like David will text me and he'll be like, Jasper is so your child sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> yep. I know. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. But I'm like, he has your toes. <laughs> Cause they're so weird. Oh gosh. I, I hope our kid doesn't get Jason's toes. They, Jasper has like, honestly, weird, like, I have really toe. nice toes. That's probably the best thing about me. So you better they, like, pray. Really long? The, better the middle pray. toe is long. I'm like, oh, the middle toe. I'm like, what is up with this? Not the second toe. No, the, the middle, middle one. Yeah, so is David's. Oh, yeah. He's going to kill me. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> anyway, so that's surrogacy, um, guys. That's amazing <laughs> and beautiful. And I'm so happy for you. Thanks. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, that is a. That's a journey. Like, it's a must. You must, like, kind of think back on it. Like, can't believe we did all that. Like, it yeah. made it happen. I think a lot of people probably just start to do that and give up money wise. Well, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a commitment. And I mean, that's the thing, too, is like, we chose. Like there was no yes. accident here. Like this like, was such a plan. Jasper will know. Like you have so much yeah. love, and like, it's like it's a huge village. Like yeah, there's so many people involved in this life, and I think that's the coolest thing ever. It's magical. I love that kid. So how did you get involved with the Davidson Farmers Market? <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that was the roughest transition, Jason. Are you actually, uncomfortable? <laughs> actually, it happened to do with Jasper. Thank you. He's going to tell us how. It actually does. And it does involve being a parent. So. Um, when I went on leave from kindred, I made, I was going to come back after six months. I was like, I'm going to, I want to be a stay at home dad for six months. Um, and like a month in, I'm like, I'm not going back. And I just decided not to go back to kindred just because of the full time nature of it. Mm-hmm. You didn't think it was I knew the demand. I yeah. knew what was re- required and beyond full time. Really? I, I mean, could yeah. not give my best to the restaurant group. Because I wanted, I, w- I would be, it was Jasper. And that's how I wanted it. Um, and Joe and Katie respected it. I mean, they have a family. They understand. And they have more flexibility because it, like, they own it. and They get people, like, good right. people to help them run it. Yeah. Um, 
And so at this point, because I had written that thing for Eater that summer, um, that was my first time writing. Which was? Um, I wrote on basically just being gay, queer in the, in this industry mm-hmm. is very dangerous still. And, and we're one of the top marginalized communities that get a height of abuse. Um, it's just not talked about. Um, and it's still not talked about as much as we would prefer it to be. Um, and so I wrote a piece on my experience um, working in Boston and doing these pop-ups and how I just, you know, the sexual assault that I experienced and just like the, the, the mental abuse wow. and the consequences of that and what, what it's done to me. And um, I wrote that not thinking much of it, blew up. A lot of people reached out to me. I was not prepared for that. Um, and so it was kind of like, oh, shit, I have this responsibility to like continue this conversation and, and continue to be an ambassador for this change that I talked about. Um, so when I decided to leave Kindred, I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe take my, my career in a, a different direction and do culinary writing and do recipe development, and that will allow me more time with Jasper. Um, and so I did that and so you worked for unpretentious palette for unpretentious palette. Um, it's first person they hired and you know, Kristen's amazing because I told her, I was like, listen, like I have great thoughts. I can, I can, I can write, but I lack a few skills. And she was just like, she came up alongside me and she's like, Nope, you got this. You're good. We're doing this together. Um, and then, you know, freelance writing doesn't pay the bills. So, um, Davidson Farmers Market was looking for a a market manager. I mean, it was a commitment, time commitment that I could do part-time, remotely. All I had to do was be at the market on Saturdays. I can find childcare, or he could be with David. Um, Jasper um, could be with David. So that's what I did. And it was great because it got me back in the community at Davidson and, you know, seeing familiar faces I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, and that's what it, and then I do. Bonjour, y'all. So Kara, Bonjour, y'all. Kara had that space for a hot minute, right? So how did? Yeah, how did so um, they so it was a gato on Maine, mm-hmm. um, and they opened it, and then Kara left, um, and so they had a couple other pastry cooks come in. Did I didn't know that they kept it open after she left? Yeah, for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, they kept it open a little bit afterwards, um, and then. Um, the owner who kept it reached out to Katie and looked, asked for advice on, you know, restaurant management and just like, what can I do? Like looking for talent. And Katie threw my name out there. She's like, you should talk to Justin. I don't know where he is in his life right now. Um, what he could do, but maybe he could do some consulting and kind of help you. Cause he, you know, the front of house and, and pastry aspect of it. Um, I met with Tara and, you know, I basically gave her my dream of opening a bakery in Davidson. And I was like, it's going to, it's going to cost you. Like if I'm going to literally give you this dream of mine, it's going to be a, a very large consulting fee. Um, and she came back the next day and was like, why don't we partner together and okay. you build your, their bakery from scratch. So we closed Gato on Maine and reopened. Um, but I wanted to keep the staff, so I gave myself only 30 days to reopen the bakery under a different name. And, you know, in these six months, we have we keep changing things, and it's a learning curve. Running a bakery <laughs> and running a restaurant, two completely different things. Um, How so? Yeah, what are the main differences? People don't understand. Like, I, I did not want to create a bakery that does, like, sandwiches and salads I want, it, I want it to be a bakery, like yeah, a focused. European style bakery where it's like quality over quantity. Once it's gone, it's gone. American culture does not like when things are gone, they're gone. They're like, we want it all the time, yeah. every single time. Like it does not matter. It's like matter. go to Panera. So it's, yeah. So it's education. And, you know, I, I knew that I had that capacity to educate our guests because at Kindred, we had to educate folks with, you know, ingredients that they never mm-hmm. heard of. And so, you know, I don't apologize for running out of baked goods. Well, and the goal is to run out, really. Exactly, I mean, you because they don't carry over. over. Yeah, like, a lot of the stuff doesn't carry over. Yeah. And, there, you know, I'm all about, like, you know, food waste and, and seeing if we can repurpose. Like, I can make bread puddings left and right. But, right. 
you know, you can't really reuse the stuff. So, you know, we donate it to, um, you know, either Ada Jenkins or to food pantries, whatever's left over. Um, but we run out and people get really, really mad. That's the biggest complaint is that we don't ever have enough. That's a good complaint to have. But I'm like, you know what? If that's their biggest complaint, I'll take it. Like they know it's good. They like it. Um, you know, they keep coming back, but you know, it's only 700 square feet. I can only do so much. Um, yeah, do you just have like a couple of tables in there? So we have four tables outside. inside, and then okay. we have, fortunately, a very big porch and um, patio, but you can't use it two to three months out of the year. Right. So, um, but yeah, it that's the biggest thing is keeping up with the demand. So what are your most popular items, or what do you love making right now? Um, we went so, up there and loved just about everything we should um, The Cruffin which was just because I didn't want us to waste leftover croissant dough mm-hmm. trimmings. Um, we have, I, at first when we open, I'm like, we're just going to be cinnamon sugar. I don't want to go like super moon where they like stuff them and yep. decorate them. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I just want cinnamon sugar cruffin. That's it. But <laughs> 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 we now <laughs> have a, a citrus cruffin, oh, which no. I think is way better than the cinnamon sugar one. So Does it's, it have dried candied citrus? So we take, um, we have lime, Meyer lemon, orange, blood orange, and grapefruit zest that we sugared. Oh my God. And then Ooh. grind it up into a powder and toss that, the cruffin in it when it's still warm. But we also have marmalade. So normally what we do with the cinnamon sugar cruffin is like we have these strips and we roll them mm-hmm. in cinnamon sugar and then roll it up and put it in the, p- the pan, bake it, toss it in cinnamon sugar. What we do for the citrus one is we have that strip and we brush it with marmalade and then roll it up. Oh my lord. And then after Dear it's lord, baked, toss Jesus. it. So, so I have not had your cruffin. I've had your croissant. I have to have the cruffin. Yeah. Um, the croissants, we're the only bakery still in the Mecklenburg County that does it by hand. Like we don't have a roller or anything. A sheeter. Really? Yeah. So Which, you're just making it all those tiny layers. And I mean, my staff hates me. And yeah. they're always like, when are we getting a sheeter? And I'm like, where are we going to put it in 700 square feet? Like... Where are we where are we doing this? You just use a rolling pin. Right? Um, like, yeah, yeah, we've gone through a lot of rolling pins. Yeah, you can wear out a rolling pin. I oh, even know. snap them in half. Oh yeah, <laughs> all the time. For all the stress, and I, have I to know make it too. Like croissant. I could be in the in the front of house talking to a guest, and I hear a snap, and I'm like, dang, <laughs> there goes another, another one. one. <laughs> we have a rolling pin like death chart. Like we just keep a tally of how many we've lost. How it's, many employees do you have? Twelve. That's a lot. Yeah, twelve. Um, and I knew when we opened that I did not, this is not, I'm not a one and done kind of person. I was like, all right, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it the right way. I do not want to fall victim to what so many, you know, restaurants and bakeries do where the owners supplement the hourly um, labor, but they forget they have to run a business. And that's one thing that I learned from Joe and Katie was I cannot do everything at once and do it well. So I hired the staff. So it would look like I was never in the kitchen mm-hmm. hourly for production. I would be in there training, coaching, tasting, recipe development, you know, doing what an owner should do. But I was never going to fall victim of being stuck in the bakery behind the, you know, ovens for eight, 12 hours and then tired and like sleepy and like, you know, that tired hangover where Trying I had to, to like the business then find no, new wholesale clients and do marketing and PR and, you know, do finance. Like your brain doesn't have that capacity. You can't so, take the big view of it and yeah. do all the things that need to be. Only and you can do. I remember talking yeah. to, to Joe one time and he was like, one of the hardest things was like knowing you're not really cooking. And he was like, it's so weird. Like, that's why you started it. <laughs> like you're, you're like, you're the yeah. chef, but you're like not doing it every day. It's your creative thoughts and these, you know, recipes that you create and then you implement them with your staff to produce them, Um, which I love. I love seeing folks who are younger than me or older than me doing this career change because I make an effort to only hire folks who are making a career change or who are at risk um, for abuse in other um, kitchens um, to work for me feel comfortable to explore their creative side and learn um, new techniques and just grow their, their skill set. So that's awesome. It's pretty cool. Talk but about 
how you came up with the name Bonjourial, which is the best name it's of all so time. Great. Thanks. <laughs> um, so when it was still Gateau on Main, um, I was sitting there kind of just observing. I'm like, all right, this is what we can change. We can change that. This needs to get better. Well, we'll keep that. Um, and this person came in and she was like, <laughs> super. Like, so, <laughs> like bonjour, so y'all. She was like, got to on main. She's like, it's like bonjour, y'all. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, shit. It is. That's the name. <laughs> there it is. And it's like, such a good name because it's, it says everything you need to know. Yeah. And I mean, that's true too. Like the bakery, like I'm not, I'm self taught. I'm not trained at all. I didn't go to culinary school and, you know, learned it on the mean streets. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I have the scars to show you. But, um, like, I, five years ago, I would never have said I would be making croissants. I'm like, I don't touch French stuff. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm making pies and cobblers. Um, but, you know, you build confidence, you build skills, you get hungry to learn more stuff, the more confidence you get. And that's definitely what I got while working at Kindred. And, you know, I knew that I wanted to, to explore my, my creative side but I never wanted to lose sight of who I was, which is American comfort. Um, I love finding desserts in American culture that we don't talk about or make anymore or like very obscured, like grandmas are the only ones that still make it. Give us an example. Um, so, well, I mean, when I first moved here, the first thing that I was in awe of was a sonker, which is only yeah. like in I've one County of, of North Carolina. Um, another thing like strawberry pretzel salad, like people know that, oh, yes. but people don't understand. Like it's also an ice, ice box cake or pie. And like, there's all these different yeah. versions of it. Um, you know, I was kind of shocked that people don't know what a hummingbird cake was for the most part. That's Again, pineapple. started in, um, North Carolina, but, Coconut. but now it's like, I'm going even weirder. Like, you know, um, at sailor, we put a poke cake on the menu oh, yeah. and I remember growing up and eating, uh, you probably have heard of it better than sex cake, you know, chocolate, like chocolate and like cool whip and Heath yes. candy bars crushed on top. Yes. It's a poke cake. Um, That's the same thing. And okay. I want, I was like, no one's putting a poke cake on a restaurant menu. Like let's try yeah. it. Um, and that's per works so perfectly there too. Like it's you, fun. It has the vibe for it. Um, but with Bonjourial, it's taking that French technique and integrity and taking like, just fun, casual, homey American comfort desserts and putting them together. So our French macarons are our best example. There are so many great places around here that make French macarons like Sam's from Wentworth and Finn, like amazing, like freaking amazing. Like I will never get to that level, but I didn't want to shoot myself in the foot for people to be like, well, these aren't as good as like X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm only going to make really weird Southern dessert French macarons. So when we first opened, we had sweet tea, um, we had strawberry pretzel salad, and we had mm -hmm. um, uh, the chocolate mayo cake. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and now it's all we do. We only do like really weird American Southern dessert flavors, but make them in French macarons. What kind of um, bread loaves are you making now? So we do the French baguette. Mm -hmm. um, we have our sourdough Pullman and we have our bene butter brioche oh, um, which is braided amazing. loaves, which is kind of like my nod to milk bread. Yes. Because everyone <laughs> walks in and they're like, well, two things happen. One of two things happen. They're like, are you the milk bread guy? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I made it. I didn't make it. I didn't create it. But it's down the street at Kindred. They'll be happy to give you some. Yeah. Or <laughs> my favorite are like the old ladies that think they're hip. They're like, they'll see the cinnamon roll and the sticky bun. They're like, oh, a cinnamon roll and a sticky bun. Have you had the cinnamon roll? <laughs> oh my gosh! At like they're Kindred? telling you. <laughs> and I'm like, I have not. Tell me more. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, I like, love I'm, it. They're like, I'm gonna school this guy. They're he like, he they're like, he thinks he knows cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Check, get a load of this dude. <laughs> you have competition down the street. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. Yeah, that's my favorite when people come to us and they're like, yeah, you've been to this restaurant, but have you been there? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we have. Or have, did you know there's a scallion pancake? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's our, that's our go-to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny. They're just like, 
have you had it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but have you I'm had like, it? I probably had it more than you have, man. Yeah, but probably. Would you like this one? <laughs> yeah. this, you're in here. This one's here. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's cute. At first, I was like, I'm gonna murder someone. Yeah, I know. I'd get so <laughs> irritated. What? No. Hmm. So, are there? Do you have any plans coming up for you know expansion or anything exciting? Yeah. What on do the you horizon? have going on? So when we. So we have seven wholesale clients, um, which it's, they're all kind of different. Like they, some just get the pastry case. Um, Davidson Wine Company, we're doing the desserts for them. Um, the Goodyear House, we provide all the um, Benet Butter dough for them. Oh, and then nice. they take the dough and then Which they, opened this week. It, they did their Tuesday. friends and family yesterday and then yeah. they open on the fourth, I think is their open date. So what are they doing with the dough? So they take, they have the Benet butter brioche dough and then that's what they're using for their loaves of bread. Um, their apple fritters. Oh, wow. And their stuff. apple fritters were getting good. Yeah. They came that. in Amazing. and they did testing at the bakery and it was just really fun. And I love Chris so much. So like so nice. when he reached out and I'm like, I will make this happen. Like, that's awesome. We'll do it 100%. And Becca, who I used to, who's my pastry assistant, is the pastry cook over there. So oh, okay. It's like, it's super cool. Where uh, else can people get it around town? The Hobbyist. So okay. Hobbyist is our biggest um, wholesale client with pastry case items. Um, so folks don't have to come all the way up to Davidson to get the Kreffins and stuff. And then we're at um, Old Town Public House, Davidson Wine Company, um, Davidson Village Inn, so we do all of their morning breakfast for their guests. Um, and then uh, the Perkentile in Concord. We do all their gluten-free stuff. It's so stuff. cute there. I love it yeah. there. So it's pretty fun. That's Keeps awesome. us busy. But with that, we were like, we need to get a bigger kitchen. Um, so we explore that option, and it just didn't make sense. I'm like, why am I going to get a second kitchen and not do anything for the public with it? Um, so we scrapped that idea, um, and we just decided to keep Bonjour Y'all what it is. Like, we did the classes, and it was great, great turnout. But I'm like, oh, it's so difficult with the space. And we did the the event tasting dinner, like, dessert menu with it. And it was great, but, again, space was limiting. And I just had to, to Tara and I were just like, listen, this bakery is a small-town bakery that people love to go to, and we never wanted to lose that character and that like vibrancy from it so we made a decision to just keep it the way it is if we are fortunate enough to grow within the building like if a tenant leaves we we have the opportunity to expand there we will but we're never going to clone it and put it somewhere else um but with that said we are um you know exploring i have several several uh ideas um for the group um and we don't want to just be in the Charlotte area. So, Oh, <laughs> Oh, so I let's a, just start naming cities. Right. Um, but I always knew that I wanted to, to Aiken nailed it. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've always wanted to, to the Southeast. I love the South. It's I'm never leaving the South. Um, so, so it's not going to be in Boston. It's not going to be in Boston. <laughs> Sorry folks. It's not going to be in California. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm exploring right now um, different cities. That's, uh, I mean, it's cool. People will eventually figure it out if they follow me on Instagram because oh, I'm not shy friends. of posting <laughs> of where I am. So okay, when yeah. when you're uh, not eating at Kindred or Hello Sailor, where are you eating around town? What are your favorite places? Um, that's I'm always eating. <laughs> <laughs> Man after um, our own hearts. Amen. <laughs> so, I mean, classic food of Buddha. I love that place oh, so much. Like, I can't get enough of it. It's still my number one, I think. I don't like, know. I, I go in it. there and I'm like, give me a bad experience. I'm like, try Yeah, it. just try. <laughs> and I'm you like, oh, God, I love it so life. much. <laughs> and it's my go-to. And people are like, when they are out of towners, we want to go. And I'm like, I have to take you to food of Buddha. I'm like, yes. it's yeah. so good. The vibe is so good for someone out um, of town. I love, I mean... I love Haberdish, but yes. I only love it in a very specific way. I will only sit at the bar. Mm-hmm. I will do nothing else other than that. <laughs> sit at the bar, get some fried chicken, get the cocktails, and then get out. Like, I don't want to. That's like, how I roll. Get in, get out. Yeah, it's, um, yeah you don't want to I can't, So I can't, many people. <laughs> can't deal with the millennials and, like, yes. the Instagramming. I'm like, 
Gotta go. Are, gotta you, ta- go. are you talking yeah. about us? <laughs> right? <laughs> and the cocktails there are so, so good. Nosh, now I want that. Yeah. So what's the best thing? This is our recurring segment. The best okay. thing you ate or drank this week. Hmm. Yvonne can go first. If no. You're <laughs> or not Jason ready. Jason can go first. <laughs> I can go. Okay. If you want. Yeah. Okay. So we went to an anomaly pop-up this week. Have you cool. heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. So Sam Hart is doing a pop-up trying to, trying to open up a fine dining tasting menu. And, uh, it was, it was not good. The, the menu itself, I think he tried to do too much. Um, and we've told him this, and <laughs> so this is nothing. We're so, breaking here. but he, but he fit. So he did three dinners this week and, the, we went on the first one and it was like kind of a train wreck in a lot of ways. Um, but what I thought was cool was that he took our criticism, not just ours, but other people's criticism and like made it better the next two days. And I was just thinking about like what makes fine dining cool for us and me shouldn't speak for Vaughn, but you are going to have those misses. And when you have those, like when you nail it, like he did those first two times, it's so amazing. Yeah. Like when you have like those, there's very few like, amazing experiences that you have. You're like, wow, that's awesome. But so I just smashed it. Is this it. just something you just wanted but, to go on a tangent about? Or is this no, something that you no. wanted to, you ate this week? I thought we should say that, but my favorite thing that I had this week was on that menu. And he did a sloppy Joe, which was a, um, bow bun yeah. filled with, mm-hmm. uh, what was it filled with? I just pork, pork filled with pork, delicious. And then he did like a Szechuan green bean, and then he did um, a little, it was almost like a scallion pancake little thing on the side. And that was like perfect. thought that was a perfect dish. So that was my favorite. That course mm. was good. What about you, Justin? All right. So I was in Columbia, um, South Carolina. I thought you were going to say the country. I was like, oh, right? <laughs> just <laughs> got <week>. back. <laughs> that would be... Uh, how do you say hello in Spanish? Got like just blanked. Hola. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, hola. Hola, y'all. <laughs> um, no, I was in Colombia and um, I was at Bourbon and, um, you know, it's like New Orleans kind of yeah. food. And they have these like Cajun meatballs, but they have it on like these collard greens and it was like the collard greens that were so, so good. It was so good. And like the liquor from the collars, I was just like, give me more. And it was like sweet oh. and spicy. And then it just like got my brain going from like, how can I take these flavors and use them oh, in the future? I but, love that. Um, so it's called bourbon. We're always looking for yeah. places to go in Columbia. Like, bourbon. Yeah, we happen to be like, you know, yeah, if you're going when anywhere, you're driving like south. to Charleston or something. Yeah. That may have been an Easter egg right there. Okay. Yes, this is good. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hola, y'all. So, would you call it bonjour, y'all, or would you? You should like change it up a little bit like that. Oh, oh. Okay. This is very exciting. (laughs) Wow. There's a lot happening. I love it. Oh my god. Okay. A lot's been said. Are you gonna trash someplace too, like I did? Or I honestly like I don't know. I I didn't really eat much. I like this week. (laughs) Wow. Dang. (laughs) I know. Again, Sam knows that, but uh, I don't know. Honestly, the best thing I had this week was I'm a Blue Apron that I made. I really like Blue Apron because I know how to cook. Which one? But I don't. I don't like meal planning. Yeah. So it's just nice to have it all come. Um, but I had like, they had a pork burger on pita buns. That one was very good. Uh, Yvonne is a very good cook. Really good. People need to know that. I don't need the blue apron, but I like it. I'm a huge fan of Freshly because I, I haven't don't, tried I don't want to cook when I get home. Yeah. It's just brainless. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of how I feel too. Cause I come home and I'd be like, this is the steps. Well, the good thing about <laughs> Freshly too is like, I have a dairy allergy and so everything comes. Oh, Freshly is the one that are there. I don't have to cook it. I just put yes. it in the microwave and it literally... I've seen those commercials. It's good. so good. I, a lot of people at my work have those and I see them and I'm like, this looks so good. They have like a cauliflower pasta, like yeah. really healthy kind of uh-huh. fun stuff. And it's great. Yeah. I need to try that too. Except I eat like three at one time. But yeah. That's well, yeah, what that's I would a do. small portion size. Yeah. I've, yeah, Blue Apron does pretty good portions. Yeah, they really do. They When we first started doing them, it was like, okay, this is enough for like one and a half people. But I think they heard that feedback and now it's enough for like three people. So we just eat all I of I eat it. for two. So <laughs> yeah, I give double up Jason. So anyway, well, thank you so much. Okay, for where do we find you us? on the Instagrams? Yes. You've got a million. Do we yeah. miss anything for you? 
that you wanted to say? Uh, no, I might kind of love that we talked about surrogacy so much. Me too. This is that's the kind of tangent. My, I like. It's our pod. We do what we want. Yeah. Well, I just also <laughs> think too, like it's not talked about enough. No, it's it's important, and it's like kind of oh, crazy here's my little so like hard. for folks. That, <laughs> if you meet someone like same sex dads or moms, and they're like, "Where's the mother or father?" Like, don't ask that question. Yeah, like, I get that all the time. Really? Yeah. That's so insensitive. And I'm like, if my child was not here right now, I would punch you. Would punch you. <laughs> but yeah. but my go-to oh, is when they're like, "Where's like the, the mom?" South. I just say, "Well, I used to be." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Boom!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turn it back on them. Six yeah. months ago, I was the mom. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going through and yeah, yeah. having a new look now. So. Um, no, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so so much. Uh, no. So, so where so do find we find you? At you? Oh. Bonjour, y'all. Right. So if you wanted like bakery social, it's like yeah. Yeah. Um, bonjour all bakery. Bakery. Okay. Right. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I didn't make it. <laughs> and then like my personal stuff is just Justin B. Samson. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, follow for if you want some more yeah. Easter eggs, and go to go, his Instagram account. Well, and account. you should go to Bonjour y'all if you haven't been there because it is yes. very good. And it's worth it's worth a little trip to Davidson because you can like hit up Bonjour y'all. Go to Kindred for lunch. Yep. Um, there's other stuff, Davidson farmers market, especially on Saturdays. If you're, there's now Davidson wine company too. So you can hang out and get some wine. Yes. Yeah. It's really cute. It's, up there. they've done a really good job of a lot of things are happening up there. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you it's so Davidson. much. Again. That's where things thank happen. Thank you. Sorry, Jason was late. I'm going to give him 50 <laughs> lashes after this. A <laughs> hundred thousand lashes. <laughs> Bonjour, y'all. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>